You are listening to the Dance Medicine Podcast, brought to you by AZ Dance Medicine Specialists. Dr. Alexis is the owner of AZ Dance Medicine Specialists, based out of Phoenix, Arizona, where they provide fast, safe, and effective treatment for dancers by an entire staff of dancers. Hi, everybody. My name is Angel, and you are listening to the Dance Medicine Podcast with Dr. Alexis. Hey, everybody. How are you doing today? Um, we are going to talk about a very popular um, topic. I get this question all the time where I get students um, who experience these things all the time. Also, if you're a dance mom or a dance parent, listen up. This one's for you too. Okay. So we had a um, student come in. We had a client come in, and her mom was really, really concerned. And they said that they had just went to the doctor, and I think, I think you may or may not have been, I think you were here for this, Angel. Maybe, probably. I think you were here. He, we're always here. Um, but she came in, she was really, really concerned because she had just taken her daughter for a well check appointment, and her um, doctor used the S word, referring to her um, daughter. The doctor told her that she had scoliosis. Oh my gosh, what are we doing? nail in the dance coffin. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're also going to talk about the second most common thing um, that dancers are told when they go for checkups, which is that they have one leg longer than the other. So we're going to talk about some of those things and what they mean in terms of dance and how we can kind of navigate and and work with them. Um, So when we were kind of figuring out what we were going to talk about, um, I kind of asked Angel. So what was, like, did he have any experience, or what was his experience? Had he ever heard in his teaching experience um, of a student having a leg length difference or scoliosis? Did did any mom come up to him and say, like, Caitlin's got one leg longer than the other, the doctor just told her, so we're not sure, you know, how she's going to do mm-hmm. in terms of dance. Um, so <laughs> what was your answer when I <laughs> asked you that? I had no experience. <laughs> no, I mean, I, no, really. In in reality, I don't have much experience with that. I have more. I would say, I've, if I've heard any of the either two mentioned, it would be scoliosis. It's I I I mean, not even just in dance. I just hear all the time. Well, yeah, I have scoliosis. I have scoliosis. It's like a thing. Um, but now working here, I am a little more aware of it when I hear it. I guess I could have been both. I I didn't really have any experience with it, and two, I just wasn't keen for it or looking for it. And I feel like a lot of teachers feel like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're not alone in that respect. Um, I get a lot of feedback from instructors about they've been told that they have a dan- or a dancer or a parent has come in and told them that their dancer has scoliosis. What do they do about it? And the teacher's like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Can the dancer dance? Like, does this mean that anything changes with choreography and, and stuff like that? So that's kind of what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk first to the dance parents to kind of try to bust some myths about, you know, what hearing those two words can mean. And then we're going to talk to the teachers. Same thing, busting myths. What do those things mean? So here we go, guys. Um, scoliosis and leg length differences. Number one, no big deal. I'm going to say that again. No big deal. And the vast majority of just normal people and the vast majority of people um, scoliosis or the curvatures or the leg length discrepancies that most people come into contact with are what we actually call functionally based 
So a functional leg length difference, a functional scoliosis. What that means is it's based on the way we function. Those curvatures and those leg length differences are based on the way we are using our bodies. So when I talk to dancers or dance teachers, how do we get functional scoliosis? It's because Mackenzie likes to devil pay her right leg more than her left. So her right side's hanging on tighter. Yeah. So then it, it appears to be shorter, but it's just you're, you're contracted a little bit more. And then if you release it, you have the same leg length again. Yeah. So the, the higher leg, exactly what you said, Angel, the higher leg is the one with more tension in it because they use that leg in that direction more. So it kind of hikes the hip up and hikes the leg up a little bit. That is 99% of what leg length differences are um, for dancers and for most people. There are very rare cases, or there are rare cases, where there are differences that are more significant, that require more intervention. We're not talking about that. We're talking about literally the 99% rest of us who when we go to the doctor and we bend forward, we see a curvature. Or we go to the doctor and get an x-ray and one hip's a little hiked up. That's who we're talking to. So parents, if you're being told that your dancers have scoliosis or a leg length discrepancy, take a breath. The doctor more than likely is just leaving out the word functional you know, they don't quite always have the time to explain. It's usually just related to differences in muscle tension based on the fact that your dancer probably likes to lift one leg or kick the other leg a little mm -hmm. bit better or they have a preferred standing or balancing leg yeah. that builds up tension on one side. Those are usually the reasons that we end up with curvatures or leg length differences. Um, if, if you had to guess, Angel, I guess, and, and I'm asking Angel from the teacher's perspective because he's still teaching. <laughs> he still um, teaches and choreographs on a, multiple days during the week. Yeah. Um, I focus all of my time here at the clinic. So um, if you had to kind of guess, how could just kind of knowing that, <laughs> knowing the definition of like a functional muscle tension-based curvature or leg length differences versus an actual structural you know, deformity, knowing that those two exist and that most of us just have the functional curvatures, do you feel like that kind of, I don't know, like empowers you as a teacher? Does that, you know, does just having that information, can? is there a way that you can find that beneficial if you have a student or you have a parent that comes um, into your studio with that information or with that, you know, horrible report. I'm doing mm -hmm. air quotes if you're listening to yeah. us, <laughs> but I'm doing air quotes for the, the video. Horrible report um, of a leg length difference of scoliosis. How does, how does just having that information maybe help teachers? Um, well, I think at a very just surface level, it helps drive the point home of, cross, of training both sides evenly. Um, that's because that's where it comes that's where a lot of this if, if we're looking at the lens that we just spoke about it training both sides evenly would in theory resolve the scoliosis or the imbalances or the curvatures that are not naturally there um, so I think knowing this information from a scientific standpoint if you come to your kids with the facts and you tell them hey you're going to get scoliosis if you don't get your life right and train the other side. So I think from that, it helps. It just helps further reinforce why we want you to train both sides. Yes, we're always going to have one side that we're better at, uh -huh. but that just means that we have to train the other one so we can stay balanced and uh, we maintain balance. Um, as far as 
I personally have not encountered that many parents coming and telling me about scoliosis, but knowing this would help me, I guess, encourage them to not think of it as such a big to-do. Because I think any report, like, I have kids coming in now telling me, well, I have to wear this brace for X amount of times, mm-hmm. and it's really not that necessary. But I think knowing how to explain and break things down in a little bit more of a medical, from medical perspective, gives you validity with the parents, um, and it gives you a little more validity with the students. And maybe if you do use the words functional, functional scoliosis, you can say, hey, Go back to your doc and have him check to see if it's functional or structural. Because Dr. Lex has mentioned, um, they do, did an x-ray and saw that there's an imbalance where your x-ray doesn't show your muscle tension. Ooh, that's a good one. Yes. So <laughs> how can you tell if it's functional or structural based off of an x-ray that only checks for structure? And so, so I think knowing, how, as a dance teacher, knowing that, you can say, hey, great, you have this information, now can you go back and double check to see if it's functional or structural, then, mm-hmm. then we can figure out how to work around it better. Yeah. So you're empowering them, you're empowered to empower them to ask even more detailed questions. Because, again, going to that doctor's office, and this was the case with um, um, the parent who I kind of started talking about in the beginning, we're not we're not going to to have the conversation about you know where our healthcare situation stands in the country and everything. But I will say, sometimes doctors like they don't have as much time to spend. I feel as they would like to with us as patients mm-hmm. or as clients. Um, so I'm not a, I'm not mad at them. You know for taking that snapshot and giving their professional opinion, but not necessarily having the time to take that, you know, that opinion and explain it a little bit more so that it's put in a better context, so that there's a better understanding of what that diagnosis means and what we can do with that diagnosis. It was just basically the fact that those were the only words that the parent heard Mm -hmm. in the story that we were talking about this morning, um, or when we started, sorry, um, and just me having five extra minutes to break it down, just neutralized, neutralized her anxiety about yeah. the whole situation. We were able to go into the um, treatment session. I was able to look at it, look at the differences in her hips, and look at the curvature in, in her dancer's spine, um, and neutralize a good amount of it just mm-hmm. based on reducing muscle tension. So, yeah, I think that the big thing to be said here is don't freak out. <laughs> Definitely don't freak out as your first response if you have a dancer who's been given that diagnosis. There are very simple explanations for why they happen, Mm -hmm. and there are very simple approaches to reduce the curvatures. Um, And I think you hit on an excellent point, Angel. From a teacher perspective, this is one of the biggest Mm -hmm. opportunities that we have to talk about equalizing dominance from Mm -hmm. side to side, working leg versus supporting leg, turning to the right and turning to the left, um, doing things on both sides because building up muscle tension, favoring one side is where a lot of these curvatures come from. So I Mm -hmm. thought that was an excellent point. I totally forgot about Um, And I think think you're, simply put, what she's saying is, Diagnosis without without context kind of doesn't matter. Ooh. You can't die. He has such great words and phrases. <laughs> I love that. Diagnosis without context. Yeah. It, 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 I, I feel like we freak out when we hear a diagnosis, but like, for example, that's what we have specialists. I would not go to my dentist to check on my heart. 
Now, can the dentist, do they have some medical background that they have to understand? Obviously, in the medical field, you take general courses about the human mm-hmm. body. Yes, but that's why you have a specialist. So for me as a dancer, I'm going to go to a general practitioner. I end up going there, right, whatever. And they tell me, yeah, you have this X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. Great. I'm also a dancer. Could this be influenced by my dance practices? Because my dance practices are abnormal or of a different, an, abnormal to human beings. I'm doing air quotes because people, who walks around kicking their face? Nobody. But, but dancers. dancers. So to them, it's an abnormal activity that the body was not really designed to do. We're making it do this. And so I think if you, when you walk into your practitioner, one, I would encourage you to find a practitioner that works with dancers and all, whatever, however many different practitioners you go to, I would encourage you to find someone that works with dancers before you, you freak out of a diagnosis. Because then they're diagnosing you like a regular human being. Mm-hmm. We are human beings, but we're special because we make our bodies <laughs> do crazy things. Crazy, wonderful. Amazing things. Extraordinary and I, things. I say the word abnormal like loosely with air quotes, <laughs> and I'm doing air quotes for those of you listening, because we oftentimes get called weird. We're not weird. We're just special. We're, we're very special. Um, so, yeah, that's the story. That, that's kind of our point. Scoliosis, leg length differences, usually related to muscle tension differences, usually related to having a dominant side mm-hmm. um, for a working leg versus a supporting leg. If we're really going to drill down and talk about dancers, that's usually what it boils down to mm-hmm. in us. Most of our general practitioners and doctors don't even know that those things exist for us. So the next time somebody says that to you or the next time you hear about that, Hopefully, we've given you a couple of tips or a little bit of feedback to help you not freak out about it so much. Um, Yeah. Oh, Angel has a question for me. What's your Um, question? (laughs) Do you find, or is it possible, that functional scoliosis can turn into structural left untreated? Can that cause some sort of structure, integrity, damage, or, you know... That's a really, ooh, that's a, ooh, he got me on this one. We didn't even write this down in the notes. He's really putting me on the spot, guys, just so you know. Um, (laughs) I'm going to be honest. In extreme cases, yes. If it's that unchecked for that long amount of time, um, and and I'll I'll preface it with this, friends, Um, I'm putting on my functional medicine cap also um, and talking about how the body systems kind of interact and relate. Um, if the, the spinal column is being pushed into a certain position and being maintained in that position um, to protect an organ, to facilitate some type of um, workaround and circulation to help with nerve function, if there's another system involved, there very well could be down the line some structural changes that you see um, if that goes untreated. So, yes, there, there are cases, and I would definitely, you know, not be um, speaking well to say that, no, a functional sclerosis yeah. could never turn into structural, but I will very firmly say that is still not the case with yeah. McKenzie and Caitlin and Sophia and um, Donovan, you know, when they go for their 12 and 13-year-old mm-hmm. checkup. Oh, that reminds me of the other thing. Um, 12 and 13-year-old checkups or well checks in that adolescent age, we don't go grow straight up and down. 
A lot of times curvatures, especially the spinal curvatures for scoliosis, are also examples of growing because we don't grow straight up on both sides of mm -hmm. our body. So sometimes one femur needs a little bit of extra time to catch up and six months later we're evened out in our hips. But six months prior to that, one femur was growing a little bit faster than the other, so we were just off kilter a little bit. I think that also goes to speak that if you're getting wellness checks, which is great, you should get them all the time. But if you're getting them during the teen years, you're just growing up. <laughs> yeah. It's probably puberty. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I totally forgot about that. You have time to fix yourself. Yeah, you not fix yourself. Your body has time <laughs> to, to catch, catch up. up. Like if I mean, if you're 30 years old, I mean, I'm calling myself out. But if you're like at the age <laughs> Just and, you, don't call you, me and you have some things that are already there, then yeah, maybe it might be more already developed into your body. But if you're, if you're a, a lovely little teen, just relax a little bit. Let yeah. your body grow. 11, 12, a lot of our scoliosis curvatures are because we're growing. And we don't grow straight up and down, friends. So don't forget that as well. Um, the last thing that we'll talk about really quick is how do you fix it? Everybody's like, okay, you know, Mackenzie has scoliosis. What can we do about it? At terms, in terms of what we do at AZ Dance Med, we really just focus on finding the area that has the curvature, finding the direction of the curvature with our analysis, getting our hands on you, feeling where the tension spots are, and really, really focusing on good old-fashioned trunk stability to neutralize that tension, normalize tension on each side as best as we can, and then we monitor. Yeah, we have you come in and work with us on a monthly basis just to make sure that that mm -hmm. tension stays nice and neutral. Um, if you are going through a growth spurt, we just kind of keep an eye on you and make sure that the growing catches up, things yeah. even out. You'd be surprised how many clients that we have coming through our clinic that come in with little curvatures, and by the time that they leave, they're neutralized. And they're giving, they are given the proper exercises and stabilization tips to make sure that it stays nice and neutral. These things are easy to fix. They are not life-threatening. They don't have to be life-threatening. No. So, again, don't panic. Come see us. Um, don't forget, we in our clinic, we do our free discovery sessions. So if you have questions, just come in and ask That's us. Great. We are more than happy to take a look at you um, um, and figure out how we can help you best. But, yeah, that's pretty much – was there anything that you wanted to add? I was just going to say, notice she's not telling you exactly what to do or how to fix it because it's in, it's very individual. We can't just – and a lot of people just tell you, yeah, if you have tension, just roll it out. Stop rolling out your backs. You don't know what you're rolling. <laughs> you don't want to bulldoze a muscle that needed to be activated. So the, the thing is – when we, you hear the word tension, tension has a negative connotation to it. It's tense in here. But your body needs ten, tension to it. It's a system of tension. You have to, you, you need the right amount of tension in the right amount of places to stay upright and to stay balanced. So if you're just bulldozing your low back with a roller or with a tennis ball, just because for whatever reason, you don't know what's causing the negative tension. You and don't know it, if the tension is negative at that point. You don't you don't want to you don't want to turn off or release something that needs to be activated. So that's why we're not telling you specific, and it, there's not a one cure band aid for everybody. Mm -hmm. We're all different, so that's what we're saying. Come see us. Don't just bulldoze your body for no reason. Come see us. Message us. Um, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram. Just ask the questions. Um, we'll be more than happy to guide you. But yeah, Angel again <laughs> brings up a really excellent point. Um, Curvatures can look similar, leg length differences can look similar, mm -hmm. but the tension spots and the reason that your bodies are holding on to tension can be very different from person like to person. We can have 
we can both have scoliosis that look, say we took, uh, you know, imaging of both of us and the, our curvature was, the, we had the same exact issue. Hers might be caused by a different muscle imbalance than mine. Mm-hmm. Even though they look the exact same, they are very different because we carry different movement dysfunctions. Mm-hmm. So how we go about approaching um, treatment, the treatment, the release, and the rebalancing of tension, the stabilization of the spine. Will look very different. It's going to look different. Conceptually, boils down to switching tension and stabilizing yeah. the spine, but how we do it is different. Yep. So yeah, message us, call us. Any questions, let us know. We are always here for you guys. So we hope you got something out of our story from our worried parent who was not worried by the time that she left. Everybody was happy. Um, So um, we hope you, again, just found this information to be valuable. This is what we're here for. This is what we're passionate about, making sure that you guys know the real deal in terms of how to maximize performance, how to make yourself the best dancer that you can be, um, the easiest, the quickest, the fastest way possible, the least amount of pain, least amount of meds, least amount of surgery. All that good stuff. So, anything you want to sum up with? No. Nah. We're good? Catch All right, you guys. guys. On the flip side. Catch you guys in 2020. Oh, next my decade. gosh. See you next decade. The next decade. Um, this is the last of the teens. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Yeah. This is this is a big one. We got, like, three weeks left. For we'll them. see you in the roaring 20s. We will see you in the new roaring 20s. Um, we've got super... I'm actually really excited about everything that we have planned for 2020. So if you're not following us on our Instagram um, at AZ Dance Med or Facebook at AZ Dance Med and all that good stuff, make sure you're tuning in because we've got so many ideas, so many events, so many things planned for 2020. I might not sleep for the entire year, but it's going to be awesome and you're going to love it. So happy holidays, happy dancing. We'll see you guys on the flip side. Take care. Sayonara. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Dance Medicine Podcast, brought to you by AZ Dance Medicine Specialists. You can catch the Dance Medicine Podcast on your favorite streaming service, including Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to stay in touch with us through our social media. Like us on Facebook at AZ Dance Med, follow us on Instagram at AZ Dance Med, or send us a tweet at AZ Dance Med. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post even more content. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or simply want to suggest a topic of discussion for our next episode, feel free to reach out to us by sending an email to info at azdancemed.com.